Welcome to Let's Talk New Mexico. I'm Megan Kamrick, News Director here at KUNM. It's the beginning of a new year, a time that always feels, for me, like a time to reset. Nothing is written yet, nothing has been tried, and so nothing has failed. The potential seems huge. That's when many of us make some plans or intentions, maybe even resolutions, to do something different, give up a bad habit, take on a new one, a new good habit, (laughs) make a change, take a trip, lose weight, eat better, change jobs, declutter, get out of debt. It's great to daydream about these on January 1st, but at least one poll found that the average resolution lasts just over three months. So how do we actually create something that works? What steps can we take that are realistic and get us to our goals? We've got four fantastic women in the studio and by Zoom to help answer these questions. And a big shout out to Giovanna Rossi of the Well Woman Show, heard every second Tuesday here on KUNM for her help producing this week and helping me find guests. Most importantly, we want to hear from you. Do you set intentions for the new year? Do you make resolutions? Why or why not? What has worked for you in the past? And do you find it more difficult these days to think about the future? Email us at letstalk at KUNM.org or call 505-277-5866. I want to start with Erin Hansbro. She's a yoga instructor, personal trainer, and coach, and I will add from her website, quote, for individual and relational well-being. Erin, why are you all these things? How is fitness related to well-being? Oh, my gosh. In so many ways, it relates. Um, you know, you're, you're right that my, my work does span sort of a number of worlds, and I really find that when I am trying to do my coaching work, which is often based in conflict resolution and relationship issues, that if people aren't sort of starting from a baseline of a calm nervous system, it's much, much harder to get that conflict to settle out in Too the true. way that we might want. Yeah. Um, have you set goals or resolutions for this year? Yeah, you know... Great question. I have really come to kind of approach resolutions in a slightly different way than the way that I used to. And um, what it's really become about now is determining sort of what guiding principles matter most to me. And from there, I can determine, okay, I want to take these actions. Or even more importantly lately is I need to set these boundaries so that the things that are valuable to me have the ample time and attention that they need. Um, I have belonged to a number of gyms over the years. I may have slacked in other areas, but I have pretty much always stuck with some kind of fitness because I like how it makes me feel and I enjoy eating. (laughs) But I have seen the flood of folks who show up in January at a gym and then I've watched them dwindle over the next several months. So why is this such a difficult resolution or intention to keep? Yeah, you know, I think unfortunately because we live in a culture that is so... um, dedicated to enforcing what is like what we must look like. Um, The desire to look a certain way kind of drives a lot of people's fitness goals. And unfortunately, a goal that's coming to us from somewhere else, even if it's not directly like it's my mom or it's my spouse, we kind of get these cultural messages like there's one acceptable way to be, you know, and if we have our kind of actions and decisions driven by those external values, we're unlikely to be fully on board. Hmm. And that's where the dedication starts to wear off. 
Could it have something to do with the season as well? I know it's hard to get outside in the winter and a warm meal sure feels good. Is that true for Absolutely. you too? Absolutely. I'm sort of confused as to why the new year starts when it does because it's the middle of winter and you look out and nature isn't doing new year. Unless we're in doing, Australia. Right. Maria. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but even here in New Mexico, mm-hmm. you know, it's cold. The trees are not thriving. They're kind of pulling their resources inward. And that's a pretty natural inclination for human beings too. So there is a little bit of that seasonal hurdle to get over. Um, The U.S. Department of Health and Human Services says adults should spend at least 150 minutes per week doing aerobic exercises at a moderate intensity and spend at least two days a week doing a muscle strengthening activity like lifting weights. But the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, the CDC, said last year that more than two thirds of Americans are not meeting those benchmarks. Are these kinds of statistics and data motivating to your point you just made about how you find motivation? I mean, what might make someone who is among those two thirds make that change? Yeah, I guess I'm going to go ahead and guess that that's not going to be a big motivator for Mm -hmm. a lot of people because the CDC says so is not something that people are like, great, I want to be in compliance with the CDC. (laughs) Um, And so it really will come back to, you know, will that person find a meaningful reason for themselves to maybe follow the CDC guidelines, but it does kind of have to come from within them. Um, What if someone cannot afford to join a gym or have a personal trainer? Yeah, yeah. I think we've entirely um, overemphasized the importance of things that you have to pay for when Mm. it comes to fitness. And I'm saying that as a fitness (laughs) professional. But truly, I mean, you know, we didn't have so many problems with sedentary lifestyle in the past when people's lifestyles weren't built around sitting at a desk all day and then carting themselves to and from places in a car. We used to walk a lot more. We used to be outside a lot more. And um, those are still really valid forms of exercise that can go a long way in bolstering people's health long term. Um, have Erin, have you worked with clients who may need to move but don't necessarily want to move? I have, absolutely. Um, Not wanting to move maybe is not quite it, though, with the folks that I have worked with. Being nervous or scared or just unfamiliar with or Mm. unacclimated to movement is more what I see. And so it's always about breaking it down into really doable steps so that they can sort of see themselves achieve something and then have the confidence to try more. Okay. Um, And are there good ways for listeners to try and motivate their friends or family to get more exercise? You know, yeah, friends and family often are really primary motivators. If we have somebody who's kindly and not in a shaming way saying like, hey, you know what? Go, come on and walk with me. That's mm-hmm. a really great way to start, just to sort of offer a social opportunity where someone's going to get to spend time with someone they care about and get a little movement in their lives. It's a great way to start. And so, Erin, what would you advise for someone who wants to start an exercise routine but doesn't know where to begin? Yeah, you know, if if they really haven't had much of an exercise practice in their lives up until now. Honestly, starting with a 15-minute walk a few times a week is a great place to start. And the importance of celebrating even those small initial steps is really important, right? It's really big. Um, Because again, what 
indicate the, what indicates that we're likely to continue a habit is seeing ourselves succeed at it a few mm-hmm. times so that we say like, okay, this is not a big deal. I actually am starting to look forward to this. Dopamine starts flowing, you know, and we associate good feelings with that habit. There was a, a comic strip in a recent, recently where a guy said, uh, I just signed up for a gym. I'm going to go in the morning before work. And his wife's like, okay. And then he comes back in the room and it's like, okay, I canceled. (laughs) (laughs) So starting a little ambitious could set you up for failure. Yeah, I'd say start small, start. And and to your point, like, yeah, maybe that person is not a morning person, yet has decided, I want to be the kind of person that wakes up at five and goes to the gym. Creating these kinds of like characters in our minds about what a fit person needs to be or what they need to behave like is really a pretty good recipe for not becoming that person. So it's really helpful to look at like, okay, when do I feel like I have the most energy and likelihood to go to the gym or just to get outside for a walk or whatever and and work things around that. Um, Also joining us by Zoom is Giovanna Rossi, and she's the founder of Well Woman Life and the host of The Well Woman Show, heard every second Tuesday here on KUNM. And full disclosure, I am one of Giovanna's coaching clients. Giovanna, what intentions or goals have you set for this year? Good morning, everyone. So good to see you and be here and hear hear you. I, that's a great question to start off with. And I'm going to say, I haven't said any yet. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And the reason for that is because I have a a pretty different process for, um, for the new year. And so it's not that I don't like goal setting because I love planning and goal setting. Um, But I, I think that we, you know, and Aaron alluded to this earlier, I think as a society, we just overemphasize um, this idea that we have to be setting resolutions on this, you know, particular day in the dead of winter. <laughs> it just it doesn't quite make sense with like how we're um, with our bodies and, and, and uh, how we're operating. So what I would say to that, Megan, is I have a process where I really like to reflect on the previous year before jumping into the to the next year, um, because without some reflection and processing of your successes and your disappointments, um, it's really hard to then go into and, and just charge ahead and take on a new habit or a new behavior without really understanding why you want to do that and how you've tried maybe to do it in the past and what the barriers have been. So there's a lot that that goes into that. So to answer your question, I haven't set any resolutions yet. I am uh, I take all of January to finish the reflection and the dreaming stage um, and then slowly ease into uh, the new year with some intentions that are really, um, aligned and anchored to uh, my values and my true needs and desires, not the needs and desires of the, you know, external of, of society and all the pressures that that we see, um, but they're really anchored and aligned with who I am and what I uh, what I really need and and desire. So, yeah. 
Um, I, on that point, I have an email from a listener from Michael. Um, might be best for you, Giovanna, uh, based on what you just said. He said, I recently came upon an exercise for a men's group. I participate in the exercises to write your own eulogy. It sounds morbid, but the idea is to ask yourself, what would I want to hear in a eulogy if I could hear it? And what would I want my friends and loved ones to remember about me? And then I can ask myself if I am living my life currently to match up with the way I want to be remembered. If not, then what can I change now to ensure that I will be remembered in the way I want? It's a bit forward thinking and plays out over a lifetime, but I'm eager to try this out. Out with my group and see if it might be more helpful than making resolutions, which I find are hard to maintain and easily broken. Yes. Yeah, I, I love that. And um, there are lots of different ways to, to do what the, what the uh, listener is talking about. And it doesn't have to be writing a eulogy, although that is a, a great way to kind of envision and imagine your future self. But really, you know, what he's talking about is sort of who do I want to be in the world? And am I, you know, am I living that now? And that can be a really helpful way to to get to to what do you really want to be doing? <clears throat> and answering some of those questions about, you know, the gym membership that just sits there, right? It's like, well, why do I want to? go to the gym. Actually, I don't really need to go to the gym. I just really want a strong body. Well, that's a very different goal and an idea, right? You can have a strong body and, and do different, you know, different kinds of things. So um, yeah, I love, love the eulogy. It doesn't have to be a morbid exercise. It can be a fun, imaginative, creative, forward thinking um, activity. Yeah. Uh, on that point, when you're thinking about the why, I've thought of, you know, a couple scenarios I've done in the past or others probably have, like someone sets a, re a resolution, says, I'm going to declutter my house. Like, is that a workable resolution or is it you need to do a little bit more of the process you just talked about, Giovanna? Well, look, there's no right or wrong or judgment about it. It's a matter of um, is this going to work, you know, for you? So I would... Uh, I would ask that person, um, you know, what have you already tried? Like, let's anchor into um, who is that? Who is the person that is going to have a, you know, decluttered house? Who Who is that person? How are you showing up? And it usually uh, relates to other aspects of, of your life. It's not just a... Um, a single task, right? Like, I'm just going to declutter. It usually has a lot to do with other aspects of your life. And we can think of our lives in sort of three buckets, um, sort of your uh, physical and spiritual sort of life. Um, your relationships is a whole, you know, other kind of area. And then the third one is your work in the world, right? Like, and I consider um, your caregiving part of that work. So you can look at all three of those areas when you're setting an intention and really look at sort of how, how does that help me be who I want to be in those three areas of my life? 
Uh, this is Let's Talk New Mexico on 89.9 KUNM. I'm Megan Kamrick. Um, next week, we'll check in on the 2024 legislative session, the governor's priorities, and the state budget. We'll have a post on our webpage soon about that. But today, we are talking about how to make goals or resolutions work. You can call 505-277-5866, and we'll be back in a moment. Support comes from James Corinchin Public Relations, specializing in strategic communications and reputation brand management. JKPR helps local, national, and international companies navigate through changing business climates. More at jamescorinchin.com. Each week, KUNM reaches thousands of New Mexicans with quality reporting, expert analysis, and music that connects our communities. It's all made possible by contributing members. Thank you. KUNM, powered by you. Composer Christopher Gunning often advised young composers not to wait to write symphonies until too late in their careers. Gunning took his own advice. He wrote 13 symphonies before his passing in 2023. We'll hear his symphony number 10 on the next Performance Today from APM. Weekday mornings at 9 on KUNM. Welcome back to Let's Talk New Mexico. I'm Megan Kamrick. We'd love to hear your thoughts on setting resolutions and intentions for this year. Why or why, why or, I'm sorry, or why you don't bother with making resolutions. Give us a call at 277-5866 or email letstalk at KUNM.org. Uh, I'm talking with one of my guests, Giovanna Rossi from the Well Woman Show. Giovanna, what are some tools you use yourself or have coached others in using? Um, you've re- you've touched on some of these, but I wanted to ask you more about that. What are some of the tools that I use? Mm-hmm. Um, well, I I use a lot of different uh, practices and uh, really questions, right? Inquiries. Um, and one of the things I ask is, um, what is the sort of self criticism that is attached to the resolution that you're making? And Mm. at first it's sort Mm -hmm. of like, well, what do you mean? I just want to declutter my house or I just want to, you know, lose. Inwardly, I'm saying I am a slob. I'm unworthy. (laughs) Right. And so like, what is, what is going on there? Um, And uh, what have you tried already? And usually you probably feel like you failed in the past because um, a lot of resolutions and goals are repeats, right? We've tried to do them before. Um, so if they're repeats, what have you tried in the past and what what didn't work? And then what is your self-criticism about why it didn't work? So um, I, I would ask that. And then I have a process where I help you uh, transform your self-criticism into self-compassion. And then that way, you know, you actually... Um, don't come at your goal from a, a place of deficit and like a negative place. You're there um, with all of the wisdom that you already have, all of the tools and skills that you already have as a person. And I, I help you take those into the, the goal or the resolution you have so that you can be successful at whatever you're you know, wanting to do. I want to ask our listeners, did you find a successful way to set a resolution or goal? What did you do and what goal did you achieve? You can email us at letstalk at KUNM.org or call us at 
1-800-273-5866. One more question, Giovanna. Let me open my script real quick. Um, I wanted to ask you about vision boards. I've done these before, and basically I sit with a bunch of folks and paste images of things I want to happen. But I had an interesting conversation with Raquel Benavides on this. She could not join us this morning, unfortunately. But she said many people do these by looking through magazines, and that could be problematic because you're already then being marketed to. You're setting your uh, intentions. Or you're not uh, So you're doing that, and... Are you really then setting your intentions and are listening to what you think you should be doing versus what you want to do? Yeah, great question. Look, vision boards are fun. It's like a little art project, crafts project. Um, uh, it, it can be fun to get together with, with friends and do that. But I don't recommend necessarily doing that if you're if you really want to um, connect with your actual needs and desires and and uh, create some goals out of those and some visions for yourself. Um, unless you have a really great process where you you don't just jump into a bunch of magazines because as you said, you you're bombarded with all of these images and uh, messaging from you know magazines that you, you wouldn't necessarily want to include. Um, but if you start your process, with more of a um, uh, alignment with your own values first, and how and and um, write down some words and some do some journaling. And if you do your own work first, then you can go and do some uh, vision boarding that can be really fun and aligned with what you already came up with. But I wouldn't recommend just going straight to a vision board event. I know a lot of people are doing these out in the community um, without a real, you know, good sort of foundation before you start. So I would just say, have fun with it, but try to have your own sense of what you want to um, create and what you want to do before you start doing that. Erin is nodding vigorously in the studio. (laughs) Yes. Do you want to add anything to that? Giovanna, it's such a, uh, the vision board is such a great kind of um, illustration of the ways in which, you know, if we're not coming to our goals authentically, we can get trapped in sort of expectations and mm. things that we think our, our goals should be rather than what they truly are. Um, I have uh, another guest on Zoom. She has raised her hand and wants to jump in. So I want to introduce Babsy Sinandale. Sinandale, did I say that right, Babsy? Babsy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Close. Um, it's Babsy Sinandale. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Babsy. She's the founder of Black Gold Wellness. Uh, what did you hear you wanted to weigh in on there, Babsy? You know what? It's the vision board thing. Okay. So I've done I've been one of those people who's actually hosted vision board workshops and things like this. And Giovanna makes a great point in that if you come into a vision board um, party or event or whatever with no real, um, you know, thought process beforehand and no real idea or grip on your values and what you want and why, um, it can be a little fruitless. It's fun. It's cute, but it's it's it can be fruitless. So whenever I approach these types of things, we start with prompts. We start with journaling. We start with, you know, what is it that you actually desire, you know, and then we utilize pictures, magazines, um, craft, you know, words. You know, I love to see big words on the board of like declarations, things that 
you do desire, because there's nothing wrong with having desires, even if you hadn't really thought about it uh, prior, but it is very important to be, um, like Giovanna said, anchored into the reasons why you want to make specific changes or why you want to receive certain things um, in your life. So what I have found to work for me when it comes to vision boarding is, you know, I'll do maybe some journal prompting and I'll ask myself, okay, you know, okay, I want this type of vehicle. You know, why do I want this type of vehicle? Can I find this type of vehicle? Put it on my board. It's literally just a reminder of the, of our desires because sometimes we forget. Sometimes we get into the thick of life and we forget. And so if you have your vision board posted, like, oh, am I in alignment with these things? I think we kind of, everybody kind of touched on this. Am I in alignment with the desires that I have expressed to myself? And, you know, as, as, this job going to support the want for this new Lexus or whatever it is, you know what I mean? Like, are, is my thought process, is my is my fear blocking any of the way that I move into trying to achieve my desires or my goals? So it is important to have a thoughtful process prior to doing it. And it's okay. It's like, there's no judgment if you just want to have fun and do it and be like, oh, this is what I want. But I agree with the ladies, like, you know, you need to have some type of thoughtfulness into it before you go, uh, before you do it. I appreciate that uh, thought since I'm someone who tends to go, ooh, shiny, shiny, shiny. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, Giovanna. Yeah, I love everything Bobsy said. And just to add, um, full disclosure, I make my family do a vision board. <laughs> you hypocrite. Every, I know. It's so but actually what we what I do is I, I do have the process um that you know and the prompts and the questions so that um so that we're prepared before we pull out all the magazines. Okay. But it's a really fun activity. We do We've done this with our kids every New Year's Eve. Hmm. Um, and as they're getting a little older, there's a lot of eye rolling happening. <laughs> um, but still, it's a process that we do as a family. And, you know, we we ask them questions about um, the past year and sort of what do they want to create? Who do they want to show up as in their school, in their friendships? Um and and what do they want to create? And yeah, usually it does end up like, you know, cutting out a pair of skis out of the magazine. But there was a conversation that kind uh-huh. of led to that, that I think um, grounds them more than uh, just sort of jumping in there. Oh, I, I really like that idea. That's great. We do have a caller, Gerard, from Albuquerque. Uh, you are on the line. What did you want to say? Um. Yes, on the thought process, um, uh, this has helped me in many things. Uh, it's called rational emotive imagery. And so you use your imagination. Like, say you're on a diet and you have a you have a friend who's a baker, and the, and they're going to, you know, you're going to visit them, and you know they're going to offer you some cake or something. So you imagine that before you go, the whole the scenario, and 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 so you've already. Like, you know what's going to do it. You already have your decision made before you step in, in the person's house and all. And and so that would be to not do something. You can also do it in a positive way. And, then, you know, imagine if you if you do these steps, you know, you this positive result will come. So it's basically just using your imagination or your thought process uh, before, if you, you know, before a situation 
if you have time to think about it, and then you're more prepared. Hmm. Interesting idea. Yeah. Do you like that, Erin? You're nodding. Yeah. You know, it's actually reminding me of um, the sports psychology. You hear a lot of, mm-hmm. you know, professional basketball teams or whatever won the championship because they had instituted these mindfulness exercises of visualizing themselves, you know, scoring well or shooting well or whatever. I actually uh, stuck in a sports bar Monday night watching <laughs> the uh, playoffs, the NCAA playoffs. And uh, I think it was the quarterback for Michigan did this like right on he goes and sits by the goalpost oh, wow. and does a mindfulness and they did win we'll say anyway <laughs> um thank you gerard i really appreciate that um a lot of our resolutions or plans revolve around money how to be- handle it better how to get more of it how to save better so we also have here in the studio donna skills saigon is that how you say your last name? yes okay thank you uh she's a certified financial planner and writes a finance column for the albuquerque journal she's also the author of the joy of financial security donna have you set some goals or intentions for yourself this year yes actually i have um, and listening to these other women is just fascinating to me. Everybody's different approach. What I did for myself, and I did this the last couple of days of December, I sat down with a journal and I decided I wanted to set goals in three categories. So my first category was health and wellness. My second was work. And my third was play. And I think that we tend to forget mm. about play. Um And I tend to be a workaholic, but I did retire two years ago. So I consider myself semi-retired. I still work every day. I write every day, but I'm not working directly with clients. And so it's a different type of work. Um, But I wanted to have those three categories where I wanted to focus attention Health and wellness is interesting for me because I lost a lot of weight this past year. I felt like I spent the whole year eating like a bird. (laughs) And so my challenge... Well, congratulations. (laughs) You look great. Thank you. Um, I feel much better, so Mm -hmm. it was very healthy. But my challenge in the next year is to stop eating like a bird and to keep the weight off. And I'm an avid walker, but I want to add the weightlifting and the stretching. So I have specific goals there. And work, it's to keep from being a workaholic and to learn a, a few more things I'm really working on and finish my book. And then in play, my husband and I finally started traveling again. The pandemic just changed our lives drastically, um, and we had some health issues that kept us stuck at home. So allowing ourselves to spend money on travel and planning those trips um, the anticipation is a huge amount of the joy in travel. So anyway, I just, for myself, I just divided my goals into those three areas. And I don't really consider them resolutions. I do like goals. I am a planner. I was a financial planner for 22 years. So I am, planning is in my blood. Um, and I feel like if I if I don't accomplish a goal in a certain area, I'll just begin again. Hmm. I'm not hard on myself and feeling like, if I if I lighten up in one area, it's fine. I can focus on it again. Uh, I want, you know, it's interesting you brought that up. I'm going to jump real quick to Babsy because I saw an interesting post on your Facebook page where you said, we all fall back to old habits sometimes, and that's okay. Just start again and again until it becomes you. Can you talk more about that, Babsy? Yeah, sure. So I, you know how they say fake it till you make it? Oh, yeah. I've used that yeah. a lot. 
<laughs> I like, really think about that phrase because it's like, what do you mean by that? But I think it's kind of to that point of, you know, we're a little bit hard on ourselves when we don't achieve the things that we've said to ourselves that we're going to achieve. And then that becomes our story is like, I'm a failure. I'm not able to do this thing. So when you just give yourself the grace and the space to to mess up or to, you know, sometimes we just need to take a break from going so hard sometimes and then just pick it up without any kind of judgment of self, without any, you know, um, just just assigning, you know, some type of thing to that, like failure. Um, just start over, you know, just keep it simple, keep it easy and just say, oh, okay, you know what, that's cool. I'm going to do it now. Um, <laughs> that's all right. I didn't do it yesterday, but I'll do it now. And just keep it moving, you know, without like this extra, just heavy burden, you know, I think um, allowing ease in all spaces is going to be important. And thank you, Babsy. Donna, mm -hmm. um, I liked you saying you, I, we decided to travel again. It's okay to spend money. Um, one thing I struggle with is the tension between wanting to embody that idea. You only live once um, with being responsible and planning for the future. Any tips on how to work those into goals or resolutions, that kind of tension? It's a great question because there's never enough money to do everything we'd like to do. So it's always a challenge. Um, the article that I just recently wrote for the journal gave two shortcuts for becoming financially secure. And I thought about these because we tend to get overwhelmed with having too much to do financially. Um, but one is to open a Roth IRA. I am such a fan of Roth IRAs because they're forever tax-free. And that's a huge issue as we retire and taxes become a bigger issue. Um, but just a little step like that, opening a Roth IRA now and contributing it to a um, consistently, it will grow and it will become, it could become the travel budget. Mm. So the idea is to think about what brings you joy. It may not be eating out as much. Maybe you can cut back on eating out, but you do want to take a really nice trip and you can save just for that trip. But for the long term, the Roth IRA, the other one is saving consistently in like a retirement plan. Because I had so many clients over the years where they came from really poor backgrounds, but they saved consistently and they ended up with plenty of money to have a very comfortable retirement and do the traveling that they want to do. So it's that consistency and those small steps that over time add up so that you can do the travel, you can find the joy in what you want to do. The other thing I'd say is that um, there was, there's a study from Harvard that's been running for 85 years now that was looking at the health of people, what, what tends to make people healthier and happier, and it evolved into a relationship study. So they found- Oh, yeah, I just heard about this, very interesting. It's a fascinating yeah. study. Um, and they've now gone through three generations, and I think they've got 700 people that they're monitoring closely. But they found out that as we get older, our health is incredibly important, but so are our relationships. So becoming isolated, and I tend to be a workaholic and also very introverted. So forcing myself to get out with friends, um, going on walks with friends, which makes the, pa the time pass, meeting friends for lunch, all of those things, I think are where our focus needs to be. And, and travel fits into that. But our relationships and our health, I always told people, as you get closer to retirement, focus on those two things. They're so important as we get older. 
Uh, you are listening to Let's Talk New Mexico on 89.9 KUNM. I'm Megan Kamrick. Do you have questions for our guests on setting goals or intentions for the New Year's or tips? Call us at 505-277-5866 and let us know. We will be right back. If you've been thinking about donating that old car or truck to KUNM, this is the time to make that call and actually do it. Together, our listeners who donated vehicles paid almost 10% of KUNM's bills. That means so much to us, and it means something to you, too, because that's less fundraising we have to do on air. So please don't put it off any longer. Call 888-KUNM-CAR. We take care of everything from towing to the tax receipt. That's 888-KUNM-CAR. 888-586-6227. On the next Living on Earth, your health and the health of the planet. There are very direct impacts of climate change on human health in terms of extreme weather events, wildfires, changes and increases in infectious diseases. Pretty much everything you could imagine is being impacted by climate change. I'm Ainsley O'Neill. Public health and climate solutions next time on Living on Earth from PRX. Wednesday mornings at 8 on KUNM. Welcome back to Let's Talk New Mexico on KUNM. I'm here with a group of terrific women talking about setting goals. You can email us at letstalkkunm.org and tell us about your resolutions or your decision to not make any resolutions. Giovanna, you wanted to jump in here. Yeah, I just want to say, looping back to the the caller that was talking about visualization, um, I just wanted to say that I use visualization a lot. And um, I, you know, I'm a a consultant and a coach, so I have a lot of different clients and and just a lot going on. And so um, what I do is I really actually envision the whole day and I usually do it the night before. And it's not like a, a, you know, sort of practice where I, I sit and it's very formal. It's more sort of fluid and informal, but I do envision sort of what is that? Um, meeting going to be? How do I want to show up? What do I want to, uh, what, how do I want to present? Um, And sort of envision and go through your whole day. And that helps with some of the goals that you have too, because you envision yourself literally walking out in your neighborhood or going to the gym or doing the things that you want to do. Um, And it, it really does help because it gives you that um, it's almost like doing it in your head before you actually do it <laughs> mm-hmm. helps you um, complete the task when when you're faced with it. The other thing I wanted to say was this idea of um, of deficit coming from a deficit mindset. So when we're talking about goals and resolutions, I really encourage people to um, look at it as as far as sort of action, taking action versus avoiding something or cutting something out. So as much as possible, especially with the health and fitness and the finance uh, stuff, um, as much as possible, uh, and, and this, it really bothers me with diet culture, you know, women are so pressured to be as small as possible, eat as little as possible. It just is, is too much. And I, I just have a lot to say about that. But um, so if you have some fitness goals or some weight loss goals, um, you know, try saying this is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to enjoy eating. Uh, You know, eating is not a bad thing. Eating is great. (laughs) Let's stop talking about eating as if it's a bad idea or a a bad thing for us. Eating can be joyful and enjoyable and 
Um, so, you know, what are all the things that you would love to eat that can support you to feel strong and healthy um, and, and tackle it that way rather than like, how can I get smaller and smaller and, and put smaller things on my plate? It's just too restrictive. And it's really buying into diet culture, which I don't like at all. Uh, that's a great point, Giovanna. And Erin, I know one of the things you work on is the mindful eating. I saw you have a session coming up, but you're very specific in saying this is not about weight loss. Yeah. And Giovanna, so agree with everything that you said. It just like it breaks my heart to have clients come to me and say almost literally, I want to be smaller in the world. That's mm. not what I want to see for anybody that I care about or work with. Um, but yeah, absolutely. The course that I teach is is focused on, just as Giovanna said, you know, eating to support the things that we value in our lives and that we want to be able to be active in rather than, oh, I need to look a certain way. And so I need to follow all of these imposed rules rather than yeah, figuring it out for myself. Donna, skill Saigon, go ahead. I'd love to jump in there just because I, I did lose weight. I lost weight not because I wanted to be smaller, but because I really needed to be healthier. Mm-hmm. Um, I was headed towards type 2 diabetes, which I wanted to avoid. But what I learned in that journey was that I don't need the sugar, I don't need the processed carbs. And, and the comments about eating mindfully, you know, is spot on in terms of paying attention to what we eat that will be healthy for our bodies, that will fuel our bodies, but not necessarily make us unhealthy. And I learned a lot in that process. It was very positive. We do have a caller, um, Nat, from northern New Mexico. You're on air with Let's Talk New Mexico. What did you want to say? Hi, thank you so much. Um, I'm a disability advocate and a person who's living well with disabilities. And the comment I wanted to make is having the perspective that crisis management is an oxymoron. Crisis prevention is an active way of preventing crisis and then crisis intervention. So we can sort of pay less by uh, prevention, pay more in intervention, but crisis management can be that oxymoron. I think it's a really good perspective to be proactive in our own self-care and the and the care of our community and stay active in policy as you do so well. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you very much, Nat. Uh, Donna, that's a great message. Um, I think it goes all, t- well, it covers a lot of things we're talking about, but especially when we're thinking about financial wellness, right? Right, right. Um, yeah, I think, I think people get overwhelmed by money. I think sometimes mm-hmm. the money feels like it. It uh, controls us instead of us controlling the money. And so there is a mindset behind deciding that we're going to control it. We're going to manage it wisely. It can be very powerful in our society. There's no doubt about that. Um, But as I said, I saw so many people who started from a very poor background and just very consistently saved and turned their lives around. But it takes time. It's not something... Um, that happens quickly. I tend to be rather conservative, so I'm not going to be chasing the next biggest stock. I would never recommend that. It's small steps where we think about how we can save money consistently, pay ourselves first, um, rather than cave into the pressures of society to run up our credit card and not be able to pay it off. It's, it's having control and thinking it through, being very deliberate and very mindful. Um, I liked that you also made one of your goals, Donna, about 
joy. And um, Babsy, you and I had talked about this as we were preparing for the show. Um, you said activating joy has become a priority for you. I don't know how often we hear about this as a goal or a resolution. Why should we think about this while also thinking about, you know, decluttering and opening a Roth IRA? <laughs> oh, it's for you, Babsy. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> sorry. I should have made that more clear. It was a long question. Wait, <laughs> I know nothing about that. Um, but as far as activating joy, um, I think about this in the sense that uh, we are often, um, we're so focused on just making life work and working to <laughs> make life a thing, right? Um, and we forget, you know, Donna, I think you mentioned one of your goals was to play more. And we forget how important that is. A lot of our creativity, a lot of our, um, the things that fulfill us in life come from our childhood. It comes from the things that we identified as gifts growing up, you know, like for example, I love music, I love karaoke, you know, I love to dance, salsa badly. And, <laughs> you know, there's a lot of things that I really enjoy that got um, stifled by just becoming an adult and, you know, um, succumbing to the pressure of having adulthood look a certain way. And so once you kind of drop a lot of the pressures, you know, and start activating joy, and what I mean by that is like really scheduling time, making time, making it purposeful to, you know, find things that you love. I don't care what it is. You could go roll in the grass right now, you know, and not being so afraid to be looked at from the outside as, you know, as somebody who might not be as responsible because you play too much, you know. I'm a very free thinker. I'm a very free spirit in the world and so I do a lot of things that a lot of people wouldn't dare to do but that's just because I'm a little crazy and, and I have ADHD whatever but I did you know I had to sit with it and I had to think you know the times in my life that even though they were hard you know the times in my life that I made sure that I got out I took myself on vacation I went to a bar I went you know dancing in the corner by myself where nobody knows me or whatever um, those were the times that I was really able to activate another sense of just like, I can do this, you know, whatever is going on in my life, I can handle it because now I'm operating from a higher dopamine level. First of all, I think uh, Aaron had mentioned that, you know, how important it is for our little happy hormones to be sparked. You think differently when you're in that mindset, when you're in a state of stress in a state of constant worry, it's hard to really see. And so when you do things that are intentional about, you know, um, intentionally playful, intentionally joyful, it can help really expand your mindset and help you actually solve problems in other areas of your life, in my opinion and experience. Uh, this seemed like a really obvious question, Babsy, but um, mm -hmm. how do we get in touch with what brings us joy and how do we know when we're achieving that goal? <laughs> I hear you. I mean, I don't want to be cliche, but I think sitting and journaling, sitting with self, getting off the um, internet, getting off the phone, stop listening to what other people want to do or like, just really thinking about the things that we like. Do you like to doodle? Do you like to um, read poetry? You know, sitting in the corner reading a book is joyful for some people. Going into a different land through storytelling and things like that is joyful. Um, just really good. I see Giovanna. Giovanna's raising her hand. <laughs> I don't want to interrupt you, Bobsy, because you have so much, so many good things to say. I, just to add to that, um, to activate joy, 
I, I often talk about pleasure too, right? So there's different words we can use. It's not, and so play, pleasure, joy, just having fun. And so I ask people to connect back to, um, and this is something Bobsy mentioned earlier, sort of what did you love to do when you were six years old? You know, and go do that. Go go swing on a swing in the park. Go roller skating if you can physically. <laughs> um, you know, go listen to the music that you loved when you were um, a kid or a teenager or wh whenever it was that brings you that. Um, and and I would say, you know, bring it into your life every day. Um, do something, and maybe it's just having a uh, a a cup of tea in a beautiful cup that is a very special cup that you never use, go ahead and use it. Use it every day. Use the good china. Get out the silver. Use your, you know, fancy things. Go dress up. Put on your favorite scarf. Um, even if you're on a Zoom meeting, look at Bobsy. She's got this beautiful necklace on. That's amazing. Uh, she's creating <laughs> joy, you know, for herself and for, for everybody else. So I think we can do the little things every day. It's yes. so true. Oh, Bobsy, and I'm sorry. I think I keep mispronouncing your name. I apologize. <laughs> no, you're not. Bobsy's correct. <laughs> okay. Did you want to say anything else, Bobsy? Uh, Donna was I raising her hand. I agree so. with Giovanna. Okay. One of the things that I love to do because I want to be rich one day is I love to go to beautiful places, you know, have a drink, have some coffee, read a book, whatever. But I love to put myself in the aesthetic or put myself in, in the spaces that really kind of activate those desires that I have for myself. And so like, I, I guess that's kind of a form of physical vis visualization, you know, is actually placing yourself in the places that you wanna be, you know, and without saying, I can never afford this, I can never, you know, no, I'm here, I'm gonna do it in a way that I can, and I'm gonna have a great time doing it. Um, and I think that's a part of, you know, having pleasure and joy and, and all these things. Um, I have, whoops, excuse me. Do you need some advice from one of our guests on starting a new habit or how to do it? You can call 505-277-5866 or email let's talk at KUNM.org. Donnie, you're raising your hand. I was just going to add a comment about journaling. I think it was Bobsy who mentioned journaling. Um, I find journaling to be very, very helpful, and it helps hold myself accountable for the goals that I've set. There's another... Do you do it like you journal, like, this is what happened during my day, or or tomorrow, this is what's on tap, I'm going to do, it's going to be like this? Well, I don't do it every day. I think doing it every day is a really good idea, but I don't do that. But whenever I think, okay, I have 15 minutes, I can sit down and I can write in my journal, it may be reflecting on how I'm doing in terms of my goals, um, or how I'm going to do better. The other thing I was going to mention is there's a strategy for maintaining a habit called a streak. Hmm. And I think it's Katie Milkman that talks about this in her book about habits where, and I use this all the time, I have this little, I think it's a six by nine calendar that's got Georgia O'Keeffe pictures on it. And I buy it every year. And then I have these wonderful little metallic stars that are brightly colored. And whenever I go out for a walk, every two miles I walk, I get a star. And if I lay down and stretch and do some floor exercises and some weights, I get a star. And my goal is to have eight stars by the end of the week. And so when I sit down at night, um, usually 
minutes to watch TV for a short while or something, I'll pick up that little calendar and I'll put my stars in for the day and I'll look to see if I'm on track for eight that week. And if I miss it, it's okay, but I try for the next week. It holds me accountable and I love those little stars. It's a way to kind of give myself a little treat And for whatever reason, it does bring me joy to know I'm working towards my goals and I'm rewarding myself at the same time. We are coming towards the end of the show, and I want to just ask a question of you all before we go. Um, A number of people are pretty pessimistic right now about the state of the world, our climate, our democracy. They may feel it's just folly to make plans or set goals. What would you say to them, Erin? Gosh, um, you know, there's always sort of these axioms about like failure to plan equals planning to fail. Yeah. I'm not so interested in success versus failure as happiness. And I think especially when the world is in such upheaval, we have to really make a practice of joy, right? Because if not, it's very easy to get overwhelmed. So we have to plan for it. Donna? I would say we need to control the controllables. So we can't control what's happening internationally, which is horrific uh, in many ways. But I can control whether I head out the door for a walk and I enjoy the sunshine, or whether I note that I lay down and stretched and did some floor exercises, or whatever it is I want to do, whether I got some play in, um, I can control that. And so I focus on that. Giovanna? I would say we haven't talked at all about being of service and um, activism. And so I think that brings a lot of fulfillment and joy. And so to 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 do something that you're contributing to, um, you know, we don't have control over what's happening uh, internationally or even here in this country sometimes. But what we can do is contribute. Um, we can be of service and uh you know, that might just be helping your neighbor and or it might be, you know, being on the board of directors of, a, of an organization that's, um, you know, serving the community. Whatever it is, I, I would say, you know, try to see if that fits in with your goals and resolutions this year, not just health and finance and family, but also service. And Bob C, I'll give you the last word. Okay, yay. <laughs> we only have about 30 seconds, so... <laughs> Okay, so real quick, I think that it's really important to do what feels safe, but um, I would encourage unplugging. Um, I don't watch the news. You know, I'll check in every once in a while to see what's happening in the world, so I'm not completely blind. However, um, a lot of times it could be very toxic, very negative. And so uh, watching your consumption, what are you consuming? What kind of um, outlets are you um, tapping into? And just being intentional about making sure that you're also consuming things that are positive, that are going to be uplifting and that are going to help yourself and your family. Well, that's all the time we have today. Thanks to all my guests, Giovanna Rossi, Donna Skeel-Saigon, Erin Hansborough, and Bobsy Sinandale. Be sure to follow us on Facebook at KUNM Radio and Instagram at KUNM News. Next week, the legislative session starts. Our producer, Kaveh Movahead, will be here to talk about what we can expect.